the Miami Dolphins call up the Cincinnati Bengals and say, we got a hell of an offer for you. Whatever you want, you you tell us, and we'll, we'll send it to you for Joe Burrow because we want Joe Burrow in Miami. What do you do if you're the Bengals? First, I would have I would sigh heavily, contemplating it. <laughs> um, I think it would come down to I would say I want the number five pick, I want the number eighteen pick, I want the number twenty six pick, and I want the two first round picks next year, which is Houston's and Miami's. Whoa! Now you're getting a little greedy, my friend. I am, and that should tell you how much I love Joe Burrow and how much, if I'm the general manager of the Cincinnati Bengals, listen, I trust the receiving corps I have. I have A.J. Green, Pro Bowl receiver. I have Tyler Boyd emerging as a very good young receiver. I have special deep threat John Ross, who before he had you know injuries this year, was incredible making big plays down the field. I'm going to have all that together. I've invested money. I've invested graphics in the offensive line already, so I feel like I can protect a franchise quarterback. I have a Pro Bowl running back behind him in Joe Mixon, who's also very good catching football out of the backfield. I've got my offense set up. I've got defense. I just added some big pieces. I added Von Bell to my secondary. Guys are emerging there, too. So, yeah, unless you're going to offer me five first-round picks, I will take Joe Burrow, and I will say – you know what? We won two games this past season with Joe Burrow and the additions we've made and guys stepping up. We're going to be an eight-win team in 2020, and we'll be a playoff team in 2021 with a quarterback who can lead us and potentially make us a Super Bowl-caliber team by year four. Hey, welcome to Red NFL Reckless Speculation. It's your good friend. It's your pal. It's your compadre. It's TC, everybody. How you doing? Joining me on the big show today is uh, Mr. Matt Johnson, the lead editor uh, from over uh, at uh, sportsnot.com. That's sports as in sports and not as in N-A-U-T as in juggernaut. So actually uh, today on the big show, we're going to be talking with Matt about a story he wrote here within the last couple of days about uh, the, uh, what's it called here? It's called the predicting where the top quarterbacks will land. Now, this is my kind of reckless speculation, Mr. Johnson. So, yeah, very, very nice. All right, so I'm Miami in this situation. I say, Cincinnati, I love you, man. WKRP, that whole show back in the uh, 70s, early 80s, wonderful. The, uh, what else is, the Chili, the Cincinnati Chili, famous for it. Boom, love it. But I can't give you the two number ones next year. I can give you Houston's number one next year. Do we have a deal? We'll give you the three mm-hmm. number ones this year and Houston's number one next year. Deal? No deal. No okay. deal. All right. Then Joey Burrow's gonna be in gonna be a Bengal after being a tiger. I th- I'm I'm feeling Joe Exotic right about now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could be fun. All right. So Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati. And, uh, yeah, they just need to just bite the bullet. Even if Joe Burrow isn't Ben Roethlisberger or Patrick Mahomes and doesn't lead him to a, a Super Bowl in the next three years, there's still a pretty good chance that he could lead him in six years or he could end up being Derek Carr. Which leads us to the next thing. I want to talk about Tua, the tank for Tua that Miami did. They didn't pull it off so successfully. I want to ask you in just a second where you think Tua will go in the draft. 
And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. Hey, if you're digging on the show, make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, you can subscribe via your Alexa device. She's listening, so I can't really say her name that well. And then, you know, sometimes, Matt, I've, I'll listen to back to the shows in the car, and we have Alexa device in our car. Yeah, that's, that's the world we're living in now. Alexa listening to you everywhere you go now. You can't even go out to the car and not uh, have uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon uh, logging your phone calls or your conversation. So, but what happens sometimes when I, even when I say Alexa quietly here, when we're doing the show, uh, the car will pick up on it. So it'll start acting <laughs> up and it's just like, what? No, no, be quiet, be quiet. So anyways, uh, Alexa, you can subscribe to us on uh, Spotify, Google podcasts, also uh, Apple podcasts as mentioned. So Miami, we were just talking about was all about tank for two, a tank for two. well, Apparently, they don't want Tua anymore. Is that right? And where's Tua going to go? Yeah, you know, reports circulating that Miami – and listen, this started even before there was growing concern about Tua's hip and, you know, the, the medical concerns. There was talk about, hey, Miami's doing a lot of background work looking into Justin Herbert. This was during the senior poll where Herbert was incredible. Scouts, coaches all wowed by him. At the NFL Combine, more speculation. Hey, Miami, they're really selling themselves on some Justin Herbert. Now it's reaching the point where you're seeing more and more, you know, it's going to be, it might be Justin Herbert with the number five pick. We all talked about two for so long, but Miami thinks, hey, Justin Herbert, we know what he is. He's healthy. He's got a great arm. He's got all the tools we're looking for. Boom, we've got our franchise guy. And now the draft fall begins for Tua. Los Angeles Chargers at six, maybe, but there's some rumors about them being enamored with Jordan Love, who's got immense risk-reward potential. Then you go down further, Jacksonville Jaguars at number nine, so Tua can stay in that top ten. But Jacksonville, I mean, Gardner Minshew, they still seem to believe in him, and you'd like to give him another year because, hey, if it works out and he can be that long-term quarterback, you've got him on a really cheap deal, even cheaper than a first-round pick. So now Tua falls out of the top 10. Where does he stop? Las Vegas Raiders at number 12. Because listen, we all know John Gruden loves to make a splash in Las Vegas. That's where splashes are made. You need the big money moves to grab headlines. And nothing is bigger than taking Tua. Yes, there's risk. Yes, there's medical concerns about, you know, okay, third-party doctors are clearing him, but your team doctor i can't see him with my own eyes i trust my own judgment over someone else's so i'm not going to clear him if you're a general manager eh, i don't want to take that risk my job's on the line i want a guy who i know will be ready but hey las vegas baby they can take chances they love to roll the dice and at this point it's absolutely worth it 
We're yeah. talking about a guy who's been compared to by multiple people to Drew Brees. He even drew scout, scouts compared him to a left-handed Patrick Mahomes. You know, because we're talking about his ability with the throw with anticipation, his accuracy on those quick throws, his ability to throw on the run. He's got all these tools that before he suffered that hip injury, which, you know, is his own separate conversation with Alabama and Nick Saban, he was going to be a top three pick. He was the guy people were like, you know, he's probably 1A or 1B between him and Joe Burrow, but he was guaranteed to be a top three pick until that injury happened. Now he's sliding, he's sliding, he's sliding but that's going to stop at 12. And really, Derek Carr, he's nice, but hey, if Tua's there, get Carr out of there. Marietta can start early in the year until Tua's ready, and then boom, you've got your franchise quarterback, and he will be a star in Vegas. Tell me who's going to be the Mitchell Trubisky of this year's draft. Out of the top five quarterbacks, which one is most likely to be Mitchell Trubisky? You know, I think it's it'll probably be a guy like Jordan Love. Really? He had a, yeah. He's he's there's real potential he goes top six with the charges who has just mentioned. He could even go at the very least top ten. But there's so much risk reward with him. He does have that massive arm strength. He does have great athleticism. He's got the size of six foot four. All the prototypical tools you look for in a quarterback and coaches drool over all of it is there with him but man is there so much that needs to be developed he makes bad decisions he needs to learn how to read a defense he needs to learn how to throw with accuracy he needs to learn you know how to move on from when the defense takes away or see he needs to move on progress through his reads all of these things that you need to help him learn he also regressed after a breakout 2018 season, he regressed in 2019 at Utah State. So it's not like he was facing top competition either. So, yes, the tools and the upside is tremendous. He might have more upside than a majority of the quarterbacks in this class. But the risk is, you know, you've spent a top 10 pick on him, and by year three, you're talking – well, a general manager will try and convince themselves like Chicago is that he can still be their guy. But realistically they're talking, okay, we need to find a new quarterback. So I think Jordan loves that guy. So in three to four years, when all this shakes out, I think there's only going to be two quarterbacks that are left standing. I'm going to tell you those uh, names in just one second. Hey, make sure you follow uh, Sports Knot, uh, the podcast, uh, and, and obviously the website Sports Knot brings us the podcast of NFL Reckless Speculation. You can check out sportsknot.com. That's sports as in sports, and then N-A-U-T as in juggernaut, Sports Knot, the unfiltered sports juggernaut, as they call it. Also, you can follow Sports Knot on the Twitter, if you like. You can follow me on the Twitter at HeyTC. That's Hey as in Hey, and then T as in T, and then C as in C ironically. And then there's uh, Mr. Matt Johnson, which is Matt J underscore sports on the Twitter. So my opinion in four years, Joe Burrow will still be a starting quarterback in this league and Tua will be a starting quarterback. I don't know how good he'll be. None of these other guys, these other guys will be Josh Rosen types. Tell me why I'm wrong. I just... I, there's going to be some quarterbacks that that bubble up in the third and fourth and fourth rounds, but I, I think Tua 
and uh, Joe Burrow, the only quarterbacks that are worth uh, a draft pick this year, in my humble opinion. So I will say, I think as of right now, let's look through the list. Because, you know, in this list, we t- I talked about some of the top quarterbacks. Jake Fromm, I believe he will be a starter four to five years from now. And we're not, we're not talking about him being a top 10 quarterback. We're talking about, listen, if he's an Andy Dalton-esque quarterback, and that's someone that can start for a team for six to eight years, they'll take that. It's not going to be sexy. He's not going to carry your franchise. But he's good enough where the coaches will decide, we can accept this. We'll live with it. And they let it go. They Fromm will start for several years. Hey, I got a quick question about Fromm. So Jacob Fromm, Jake Fromm, was like all the rage, like what, a year ago or two years ago? Is there any chance that Trevor Lawrence is going to follow in the footsteps of Jake Fromm and start and just not be as good of a quarterback when, you know, when he, when his number's up next year? It's absolutely possible. I mean, you know, we see this every few years. Jarrett Sidham, guy Patriots really believe in. He was talked about before the 2019 season as, hey, he's going to be a top 10 pick. He was bad in his final season at Auburn fell to the fourth round plenty of guys before him talked about as hey this is a franchise quarterback he's gonna go number one overall a year later they're not being drafted within the first three rounds and you know that could happen it could happen with Trevor Lawrence but the one thing I will say that differentiates him from from is he's got way more upside way more physical tools whereas from is mostly develop as a quarterback he doesn't have a great arm strength he doesn't move great but what you see is what you get from him and it's good enough but yeah i think so it's it's certainly possible trevor lawrence doesn't ever become what we've all hyped him to be which is not just a generational generational prospect but a guy who can be an elite quarterback almost instantly so i think it's very possible we're overhyping him from from on the kick drum from from on the kick drum from from on the kick drum love anyways you, you said from from and I, 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 for some reason i thought of that scene from that jennifer aniston vince vaughn movie anyway so where they're doing owner of a lonely heart at the dinner table i don't know if you ever saw that movie i forget the name of the movie so it's not important all right uh so all right so so continue on um with uh well let's let's talk about let's go back and talk about uh, justin uh, herbert uh, out of oregon and and where you have him going and is is that a good fit if if he goes to the team you have him going to you know i think it is a really great fit and what team is that it's the miami dolphins and this is a situation where listen there was as we posted you know this past week there was talk from NFL executives that, hey, the Miami Dolphins could be a sleeper to win the AFC East next year because of all the ads they made on defense, on the offensive line. This is a team that, you know, they wanted to rebuild. They wanted to go into this offseason with $100 million in cap space, plenty of draft picks to build that foundation, and they're doing that. They really strengthen defense. They're going to have a great secondary. The linebacker core with Kyle Van Noy is going to be stronger pass rush they can add to that in the draft and that quarterback situation justin herbert you know there's questions about his fire his competitive toughness but if you talk to teammates they don't question his leadership they don't question his desire or his heart so trust his teammates on that 
and you look at the raw physical tools, great arm, good athleticism, tested really well at the combine. He's got everything you're looking for, and he's ready. You know, two is not ready. Jordan Love's not ready, but Justin Herbert is ready to start week one, and he can help this Miami Dolphins team. It might not be next season. I think that's a little early, especially since they still need to add an offensive tackle. They still need to add a running back. They need more help at receiver. But by 2021, with Justin Herbert at quarterback, I think with this coaching staff, I love Brian Flores. This could be a contender in 2021. Which which of these quarterbacks we're mentioning, and the only one we haven't mentioned so far is Jalen Hurts. Which one of them do you think will be a not first round pick? And you can't say Jalen Hurts because you've got where do you got Hurts going again? Green Bay. Green Bay, and, and is that in the first round? You're saying that would be late in the second round. Oh, late in the second round. So you got him dropping pretty good. And from you got going to the Colts. Is that a second round pick as well? Correct, second round. Okay, okay. So out of the non, out of Tua, Jordan, Love, uh, Justin, uh, Herbert, uh, which one of them do you think might fall out of the second round? And which one between Fromm and Hertz could jump into the first round? Yeah, so I think Jordan Love has the biggest variance in this draft. Ceiling is six, but he could fall as low as early in the second round. That's, it's really a situation where teams are split on him, and if, you know, the right guy falls and those teams that love him pass on him, then that slide is going to go further and further and further, potentially into the 30s, maybe into the 40s. So he's the guy of these top quarterbacks that are talked about as potential top 10 selections that could experience the biggest draft day fall. And I would say in terms of who could rise up, I wouldn't say Hurts because he's just there's so much development that needs to be done. I would think it would be a guy like Fromm because, listen, NFL teams would like certainty with their picks. And as I mentioned with Fromm, you know what you're going to get with him. He'll be a solid starter. If he's your backup that first year, he's an outstanding backup, incredibly smart. So I think, you know, that back in the first round, maybe it's the New England Patriots if they trade back. He's that guy that could potentially be in that 28 to 32 range. All right. And without saying the Patriots, because it's just kind of obvious at this point, which team do you think is the sleeper team that could come out of nowhere and draft a quarterback and nobody is expecting it where they have a starting quarterback so let's say like well obviously it's not going to be kansas city they're not going to take a guy but you could have a team like uh what like minnesota all of a sudden they've got two picks what if they decide to trade up and draft a quarterback whoa time to wake up buddy boy yeah that would be sorry about that That is the phone. Oh, okay. You need to get that? Is that uh, Chrissy Tergenton or whatever her name is? Yeah. But So I think (laughs) if we're looking for – you mentioned Minnesota, which is a surprise team that I think really is outstanding. And I think – I feel like we have to keep an eye on teams like Detroit, teams like Chicago, really teams that – I mean, Chicago, obviously, they don't believe in Mitch Risk anymore, even though they say it. Detroit, Matthew Stafford is getting up there in age. And even Tampa Bay, you know, they just invested big in Tom Brady, but they kind of need that long-term solution at quarterback. And if the right guy's there in the second round, I think they could take one. Don't don't, don't, don't you think with Tampa Bay, their their best bet is to trade out of, um, trade out of some of their picks for some – 
veterans because, I mean, their window is now, right? I mean, Tampa Bay has to win this year or next year. Otherwise, it's it's over. Because, I mean, Tom Brady may play until he's 65. Okay, great. But odds are he's not gonna. So they need everything. It's all hands on deck now, right, in Tampa Bay? Yeah, I think at 14, they're probably going to stay there just because they still need a left tackle. I mean, you you know, if you want to contend now, you need to protect Brady. So that left tackle will be key. And this defense, they could still use to add. So it, if the right player came along that you could acquire, yes, I think you trade an early pick for him. But there doesn't seem to be a lot out there right now on the trade market where you can go out and say, okay, we'll give up our second round pick to get this guy. So I think they should plan for the present, but they also have to keep in the back of their mind that, listen, Brady, we're going to have for probably two years at most. And we kind of need to have some insurance plan in place for if he gets injured, if, you know, he really is regressing in his old age, we need to have something else in place. All right, cool. Last question. Uh, and, uh, I, I, uh, I lost it. I had it in my head and then I lost it. Of course, this is what I get for not writing down stuff, but, uh, it was probably, Oh, I, I remember what it was going to, it wasn't going to be even a question at all. The movie was called the breakup with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn. You remember that? Did you ever see that movie? I did not. Uh, okay. It's, it's not worth it. Um, it, it's not worth it at all except for the dinner scene table. Where uh, one of the guys, not Vince Vaughn, um, starts. Uh, he's he's. Uh, oh, I think yeah. He's in like a a a, 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 a men's barber shop kind of choir type of thing. It's not a barbershop quartet, but they're called the Tone Rangers. Yeah. Okay. And and they so they start doing a little uh, yes. Uh, then what the nineteen eighty four hit from yes owner of a lonely heart. You know, and it's like. From from on the kick drum from and he's got all the different people around the around the table trying to do like the little instruments like da 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 da. So, anyways, it's um, that, that's the only good scene in the movie, pretty much. So everything else is a, is a wash. Though I'm sure Jennifer Aniston at some point uh, in 2006 in this movie was looking fetching. So you know you can just you know all right uh, yeah I'm a guy I like uh, Aniston Rachel Green yeah. from Friends. So everybody loves Rachel Green from Friends. So all right, um, draft is now what two and a half weeks away. So we're getting close. I'm very excited. It will be a, a, a coronavirus-induced draft, unfortunately, but still, I hope it's fun, and I'm sure it will be fun. I just hope that the NFL doesn't bow to more pressure on the doom, the doom and gloom, because I think this all can be dr- done via uh, via well Skype or Slack or Zoom or whatever the the, the platform of choice. And it'll be different, but it, it, it'll be fun. We we need a little uh, break from all the doom and gloom because there's so much of that these days. But I've also heard that there is some good news going around where Italy is now, um, they seem to be on the downslope and Spain hopefully is on the downslope and hopefully the U.S. will be there here soon. So yeah, it's a crazy time, man. It's a crazy time. And you just got out of college, so you're like, geez, I'm just starting my career and... All of a sudden, the world economy is in full free, free a full free fall, and there's uh, potentially hundreds of thousands of people dying around the uh, world. So, yeah, it's 
it's one heck of a circumstance going on. Yeah. So, well, the good news is you're you're really off the grid up in Montana. So it's just like, well, if if you needed to be anywhere, you you are you are right where you should be, man. Because hopefully there's there's no breakouts. And I'm sure every I know every state I think has a case, and almost I think every state now has a death. So, but yeah, so be safe and uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up. Big show in the book, NFL Reckless Speculation. You can find us every Monday and Thursday via Apple Podcasts. Matt Johnson, you can follow him on the Twitter, M, no wait, Matt J underscore sports on Twitter. And uh, that's it, I guess. It's TC, everybody, and I'll see you in the emergency room. Smartphones have made it easier than ever to capture the moments that matter most in our lives. But all too often, those memories end up stuck on our devices or in the cloud. Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA in our solar-powered facility, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. They also make thoughtful gifts. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 in your cart to get 15% off your order. Focus on moments that matter with Fracture Glass Prints.